The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, here. And, uh, well, here we go with another Sumner County Spotlight uh, each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN. And we want to remind you that it is also on our podcast page at whinradio.com. And, look, you can listen to us anywhere in the world. If you've got Internet connection, whinradio.com, hit listen. Go to our podcast page, listen to the podcast. In fact, this, this broadcast right here, you'll be able to hear that wherever you are so we appreciate you joining us here all right we're going to kick it off in kind of a healthy way here today i bought in an expert we got to have experts on this show to we want to educate you and and tell you how you can get healthy and stay healthy so i want to introduce my good friend adam lee now he's the founder and coach at 2810 fitness llc got to put that in there and he's going to talk to us about getting healthy and adam man welcome to the show and tell us who you are all right thanks so much jeff for having me on um yeah a little bit about myself so my family and i my wife and three children are relatively new to hendersonville we actually moved into town last summer and uh it's one of those silver lining things in COVID. i know that a lot of people it was a bad time for them but some good came out of it for us and and the the biggest thing is we are now in Sumner County and we are absolutely loving it. We've been here since June. Uh, I opened 2810 Fitness as a brick and mortar on Main Street here in Hendersonville back in July. Uh, but we are actually, uh, we've been residents of Middle Tennessee since 06. 06? Wow, good. 06. Okay, yeah. Before that, both my wife and I, we... Uh, pretty much born and raised in Illinois. And then uh, after we had gotten married, we had our daughter. We moved down here uh, because we had actually come down to visit my brother. We were looking to move out of Illinois and uh, we came to visit my brother who was living here. It's not cold up there, is it? Uh, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. No, it is, it's a great time to visit um, for about four weeks. No, I'm, I'm glad to call myself an Illinois native, but I'm, I'm glad to call even more Tennessee home. So so glad to be here so we moved down here because we absolutely loved when we came down to visit my brother you know no regrets whatsoever so in terms of my background jeff i have actually been in the industry for 21 years it's pretty much all i've ever known i studied exercise science and fitness you're 25 uh, now 20 25 <laughs> I, I started young at four um no so uh, i studied uh, exercise science and fitness in college and the reason i actually got into that i had the the fortune of serving in the Army National Guard. And prior to that, although I I enjoyed playing sports, purposeful exercise and sweating weren't really my bag. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, the only class I ever failed uh, in my scholastic career was P.E., (laughs) 
And that was simply because <laughs> I did not want to participate. And and I think a lot of it and much of what I coach and want to instill in people is self-confidence. And admittingly, when I was in high school, I lacked a lot of that. So the last thing I wanted to do was be sweaty and stinky and yeah. frankly shower um, <laughs> around other people. So I yeah. just chose not to dress out. But when I joined the military, I had no choice but to quote yeah. unquote dress out That's right. uh, and train. But in those four months when I was at basic training in Fort Benning, Georgia, I saw what purposeful exercise could do to one's body and mm -hmm. one's psyche. Mm -hmm. Like it did so much for me. And then when I got out and uh, was serving in the National Guard and when you're in the Guard, you're considered a part-time soldier, full-time student. So I was attending college while serving in the Guard. I just continued to do the things I had learned in basic training. I would still run, do push-ups, calisthenics things like that. But uh, a floor mate of mine when I attended Illinois State University, he and I had actually transferred in the same time. And I think we were both looking for friends and, and he was heavy into strength training. He mm -hmm. was as wide as he was tall. Yeah. And he asked me if I was interested in joining him in the gym and I needed a friend and he probably needed a spotter. Yeah. So <laughs> I went down with him and man, I took to it right away. Yeah. Again, just seeing the, the benefits of doing the work. Yeah. It wasn't anything magical. As a matter of fact, my programming was probably so flawed but just the fact that I was getting in there yeah. most days of the week, yeah. you know, just putting on muscle, feeling good about myself. And so I actually started as a construction management major, but quickly switched to fitness. It was something that I was just sure. in love with at the time. I became a personal trainer. Now, what's interesting, I refer to the early part of my career as being a personal trainer. I now refer to myself as being a coach. And I could go into the weeds in terms of what the differences are. But a lot of people get into my industry because they're passionate about fitness, yeah. but that is actually short-lived. What I had to come to grips with was I was passionate about coaching. Dave Ramsey so famously says, the heart of a teacher. Uh, and I was that. It just so happens that I see so much benefit in fitness and nutrition that that's what I've decided to coach and teach. And so that is what I'm working with people on. And even though I want to get people fit, and healthy, we can't compartmentalize mm. our lives. And and I promise you, and, and people see it, and I saw it, that when you're taking care of yourself, your health, your body, it bleeds over into other aspects of your life. You become a better spouse. You become a better parent. You become a better employer, employee. It's just a better citizen. And so that's something I want to instill in my clients and what I'm passionate about doing. Not just, yes, they come to me with goals and I want to help them with those goals, but it's much bigger than that. And that's ultimately what I want to help people do here in Hendersonville. Yeah. Well, you know what? And, and you, you made a point earlier. It's like once you start working out and you start feeling it, you, you, you feel guilty if you don't show up. You know what I mean? And then, of course, working with a partner or having a coach, you feel accountable. Mm -hmm. And once you feel accountable, I've got to go in there, well, I don't feel like it. But if you don't go, then you're, oh, man, I feel so bad. It just it, it becomes a psychological thing that gets you motivated. Get in there and keep it going. And you have to get it, you know, keep this thing going. It's not mm -hmm. oh, do it a little bit and, okay, go back to the way you used to do things. But I guess the number one question I think a lot of people would ask, especially coming out of uh, the wintertime and, and quarantine and everything else, what do I need to do to lose weight? Okay. The magic question. The magic question. <laughs> and it is such a simple answer. But the problem is it's not easy. And my industry is so guilty of making it more complicated or seemingly more complicated than it really is because we each 
we really do we're we need to find our niche i need to find my niche and you know whether it be a diet or a training program or a gym they too have to separate themselves and i think in the process a lot of times is we make it more challenging and confusing for the consumer so to go back to your initial question and and i am going to oversimplify this but to lose weight you need to be in what's called a caloric or energy deficit you simply need to burn more calories than you consume and there's one of three ways that you can do that you can consume less energy fewer calories than your body needs you can burn more energy or you can do the combination of two okay ultimately with my programming we address that third where we're addressing not only the nutrition but also the exercise component i've always heard that you know you reduce the calories but then you say okay well how the heck am i going to reduce calories i mean do you do you have to calorie watch everything you eat you know people, ah, i don't have time for that you know they use the phone with the counter and the meal thing. it's like people don't have time for that you just have to understand and, and i'm sure you'll set them on the right course there's certain things you want to avoid because mm-hmm. it's high calorie and then i've also heard you could address that at better I've also heard that you don't need cardio to lose weight. Your thoughts? My thoughts. <laughs> um, so with your first question, I am not a calorie counter, but calories count. It's interesting that if, if someone were to gain 20 pounds in 20 years, right? If you were to see someone you haven't seen in 20 years and they had put on 20 pounds, you would notice. Mm-hmm. You, you might even say like, yikes, dude, what happened? But if we were to kind of uh, reverse engineer that, Jeff, 20 pounds in 20 years is nine additional calories consumed each day. Like that is negligible. That is seemingly meaningless, but it's meaningful. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying that it's not good to count calories. Uh, As a matter of fact, you brought up a great point that it's not practical for a lot of people and it's not sustainable to always be putting something into. But the great thing about tracking devices and apps, things like that, it brings awareness and awareness precedes change. So Mm -hmm. if it helps someone maybe even just kickstart and get an idea of what maybe their needs become, that can help. The approach I take, and again, kind of just to dumb it down into these pithy little sayings is eat the right foods in the right amounts at the right time. Nice and simple. Now I say that the third at the right times, like very few people will ever need to concern themselves with that. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with clients, the first thing that we're implementing are the right foods. Now, everything I coach is along a continuum. I don't want people to look at things as good or bad, black and white. Certainly wanna look at things that better and worse. So moving along a continuum, if, if someone's diet consists of a lot of processed foods, a lot of fatty foods, fried foods, a lot of high calorie beverages, how can we move them along a continuum? If they're a heavy soda drinker, how can we get them to drink less? How can we get them to transition to diet? How can we get them to transition to maybe sparkling water? So it's making these small, subtle changes along the way. So one of the things I do is take a practice-based approach where we work with one practice at a time, two weeks at a time because most of the time we know that when people want to start the new year off or start a new program they try to change so many things um there's there's a book that i highly recommend it's called the power of less and in it he talks about how when we try to change one thing at a time we've got about an 80 percent success rate of doing that but when you add two things in those drop to about 
20% of being able to achieve either of those. So a lot of times when people wanna change how they're eating and how they exercise, they try to do everything at once and they're only setting themselves up for failure. And it's not a them thing, it's just that doesn't work. Right. Uh, and it's getting clients to understand that, okay, we need to do these small, subtle things to move you in the right direction. And something you also hit on, if we're eating the right foods, right foods typically are full of vitamins, minerals, nutrients. Our physiology loves those things. We've got a better idea in terms of our hunger cues and our feelings of fullness that we don't necessarily get from chips and soda and highly processed foods. Mm -hmm. So getting people to eat these foods that are nutrient dense but really aren't as calorically dense, they're left feeling fuller longer. They've got more energy. They wanna move more, so it's just this beautiful cycle that just by starting to eat the right foods can help. Now, what's the, the saying they say, don't eat late at night and then go to bed. You know, you're not supposed to eat late at night or you're going to get fat. Mm -hmm. Is there anything to that? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> That's what you eat. <laughs> uh, like I said, there's no right or wrong, black or white. So again, kind of going back to someone's energy needs, if by day's end someone hasn't met their energy needs, they would do well to maybe have something to go to bed. As a matter of fact, and and so much of this, Jeff, is about personal preference, sure. right? Um, something I consider myself to be as a nutrition agnostic. Granted, I have my druthers and I coach my clients in certain ways. I'm not so I'm not dogmatic about there's only one way to eat. If, if someone wants to eat more of a plant-based or a vegetarian diet, I can help support that. We can work through that. If I have someone who leans more toward a paleo or even a carnivore, I can support that. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is a lot of times when we look at diets, we try to look at the differences. I look at the similarities, okay? Most diets, unless they're a little too far out there, are going to agree that lean protein is important and fruits and vegetables are important. Right. And so as long as a, a diet consists of those things, I think you're on the right track. Well, I mean, that's great stuff. And looks how, how fast time flies here. So we're gonna take a break. Uh, on the other side, we're gonna talk about outcomes versus behaviors. And maybe, maybe how does the hierarchy of fat loss happen? So we're gonna talk all about that. And we're talking with Adam Lee's the founder and coach at 2810 Fitness right here in Hendersonville. And we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. And I'm Jeff Shannon, your illustrious host illustrious in what way i have no idea but anyway uh, glad to have you back here for this uh, edition of sumner county spotlight we're continuing our conversation with adam lee now he's a coach at 2810 fitness and he has just got a wealth of information here when we were talking before we were talking about does cardio really help you lose weight what are your thoughts there is something called the hierarchy of fat loss and it's not a phrase that i've coined myself other coaches have used it as well but again meeting someone where they're at in terms of how much time do you have to commit to your health, fitness, and potentially fat loss? Admittingly, the majority of people I speak with are interested in fat loss, and, and rightfully so, Jeff, because 71% of Americans now are either overweight or obese. Mm -hmm. And these numbers are just getting higher and higher. And what's so interesting is the fact that we know. We've more knowledge now than we've ever known, and yet we continue to trend in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the hierarchy of fat loss, if you've only so much time 
time to commit, where should you invest your time? Now, I'm, I'm sure you have heard that, and I will finally get to your to your answer, <laughs> your question, Jeff, about cardio. But I think and you may know this and you've heard dozens, if not hundreds of people say it's 80% nutrition, right? Like in terms of fat loss, it's 80% nutrition. Like a good marriage, it's not 50-50, right? It's 100 and 100. And in terms of fat loss, it's 100% nutrition, it's 100% exercise. Mm -hmm. So someone needs both. But in terms of the hierarchy, I always start with nutrition because you're probably going to see the most immediate response, feedback, reinforcement from nutrition. So we have to make sure that someone has their nutrition in check. As a matter of fact, if someone's exercising, five plus hours weekly and they're not getting the changes they want, I'm going to the kitchen. It is <laughs> absolutely right. about the kitchen because realistically, five hours is more than enough. Yeah. Chips and ice cream all over the place. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so in terms of the hierarchy, we're starting with nutrition, but then we actually move into what I would call metabolic resistance training. And what that is, is strength training. So actually utilizing weights. But when I say metabolic, do it in such a way to where your heart rate's actually staying up a little bit. So doing things like supersets, where you might do one exercise. Go to another. Paired yeah. with another, and then flip back and forth from that. Or tri-sets, where you're, you're putting three, or circuit training, which a lot of people are familiar with, where you're allowing that particular muscle group to rest, but you're causing this metabolic disturbance. Like when people hear metabolism, they think about, oh, fat burning. Like yeah. I need to raise my sure. metabolism. Yeah. And that's why strength training is the first thing I look at in terms of exercise. Because so many people are concerned about the calories they're burning in their workout. I'm concerned about how many calories are you burning in the remaining hours of your day. And mm. the more lean muscle mass you have, the higher your metabolism is going to be. So from a fat loss standpoint, muscle is key. So the more muscle you have and or maintain while you're trying to lose fat, the better. I'm gonna jump actually to your cardio question, okay? okay? If someone is only doing cardio and they're doing nothing to maintain or increase their muscle strength or their muscle size, cardio is actually gonna backfire badly on them. Because wow. if someone's only doing, let's say they're addressing their diet and they're in a caloric deficit and they're doing only cardio, as much as a quarter of the, the weight that they're losing is actual muscle mass. Mm -hmm. wow. So yeah. cardio alone, I think is to someone's detriment from a fat loss standpoint. From hear a, me on this. Yeah, I know when where you're you going. cardio, <laughs> yeah. we're talking we're heart, that. we're talking lung, we're yeah. talking health. Yeah. And ultimately I want people pursuing health, all right? I want people to look, feel, and move better, but I never want them to achieve one at the expense of one of the others. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna say, oh, Adam said don't do cardio. No, hear me, <laughs> you need cardio. Yeah. But if your goal is fat loss and yeah. you're relying only on cardio, at some point it's going to backfire on you. Right. So in terms of that hierarchy, we've nutrition, we've the strength training. Then actually before getting into what many consider that slow, steady cardio, go out for a walk, go out for a run. Again, if you're doing nothing, do that, please. Yeah. But high intensity interval training, and that is all the, the craze right now. It's, what? you know, in terms of getting your heart rate up, maybe allowing yourself to recover. A lot of times people will do high intensity interval training and they'll forget the interval part. Mm -hmm. Like they'll just go, 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 go for like a whole hour and just bury themselves. Uh, and what's interesting, a lot of people start to exercise because they wanna feel better and they wanna have energy, yet they go through these workout routines that just totally brutalize them and leave them dead on the floor. It's <laughs> like- You can't lift your arms. It's, it's like, really, is that what you're trying to achieve? But high intensity interval training where you're going 
to high bouts, working extremely hard, but then allowing yourself to come back down. And that's something that kind of talking about how much time do you have allow. Going back to the strength training, if someone only has three hours a week for exercise, I would want them actually lifting weights for those three hours. If they've got maybe another 30 minutes, another hour, that's when we're getting to that high intensity interval training. And kind of to get to the end, the last part, going back to yours, is the cardio. That slower steady really is kind of at the bottom in terms of that hierarchy. Now they say that the, in order for cardio to work, you had to do at least 20 minutes. Is that a thing? So it is a thing. And, and I, I, I pause because of this. Even though I just gave this hierarchy, if someone is doing nothing and they're willing to get out and put in some steps on the pavement or on a treadmill, I want them doing that. I don't want them to think that I hate strength training. I'm going to do nothing because Adam said, no, Adam said, move, move well, move often. Get your butt off the okay. couch. <laughs> but if we're talking about in the grand scheme of things, like what we're trying to work toward, how committed are you toward your goals? It going back to that hierarchy. Now, in terms of the cardio, it's interesting. I'll go as little as 15 minutes with people. When I'm starting someone out, I want them to do less than they actually think they can. Mm -hmm. They're like, I can do more because we're, we're zealots when we first begin a new program. Like I can take all of this on, but it's short lived. I almost want people to feel like a caged beast in that they're like, I can do more. I can do more. Great. Take that energy, save it for tomorrow. Well, too, and I think a lot of people, they go, they start working out and they start off too heavy. They do too much. The next two days, they're so sore, they can't move. Now they're in pain and that keeps them from going, ah, that, that hurt too bad because they're doing it wrong. Now you have to learn how to work out. You can't just go in and, you know, throw some weights around and think something's going to happen. Do you speak then from personable, personal experience? Well, I, well I, I've, <laughs> I've learned, <laughs> you know, but they, you know, you see them doing the reps too fast. They're not using proper form. They're just, they're just yanking it through and they're getting nothing accomplished. Accomplished. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're doing something, but it's not the right way. And you're going to end up hurting yourself because mm -hmm. there is a right way. And then you do it the wrong way. And that's when you're going to get hurt. You're absolutely right. And from what you've said, some of the best things I can hear from clients is when they're not in pain anymore. It's just yesterday I had a call with a client and she said, my hips don't hurt anymore. My low back doesn't hurt anymore. My knee doesn't hurt anymore. And like that just, that is fuel for my fire. And, and not long ago, everyone knows how to plank, right? <laughs> or they at least know what a plank is. I just started working with a new couple and we were going to do planks. And sure enough, they knew how to plank. Well, I went through on what I wanted on a plank. And first they said, I've never had anyone explain a plank like that. <laughs> Secondly, they got done and they said, my low back didn't hurt because a lot of times the low back will end up doing the work of what needs to do the work. So to your point, Jeff, coaching, coaching, coaching yeah. can be a, of great service because you know, you know, a lot of times people go in and they're like, am I just spinning my wheels? And yeah. what is what I'm doing going to pay off? Mm -hmm. And I think a coach can help set those expectations and help you realize that, okay, I'm on a path and I've got a direction which I'm, I'm moving in. Being trained the proper way is, is really key because you really can hurt yourself. You blow mm -hmm. a shoulder out, you know, blow a bicep, whatever. It, you're doing it wrong if you're using, jumping into the weights too heavy. Plus, I think a lot of people out there, if you feel that you have to be accountable to somebody to do it, this is going to help motivate you. This is where a, a coach is going to come in. You've got to be accountable to that person. You're going to have the time, get a training partner, whatever you need mm -hmm. to do, but get in there and, and don't just blow it off because you can work out a couple of weeks and then uh, I'm too tired. I want to go back. You just did all that work and 
then when you come back in, the muscles get back to normal. Now they're going to hurt again once you go back into it because the muscles aren't trained anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to have a have a program and and really stick with it and know how to do it, not get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, and and two something that I think a lot of people are led to believe is that it's basically go hard or go home. Like I need to go in and I just need to crush souls and one of those souls being my own. And that's so not the case. And and when I say it's so not the case, it's like the data supports this. As a matter of fact, I was just reading a study the other day because this comes up a lot. I think a lot of people abstain from exercise because they're, they don't think they can work as hard as they need to work to get the results they want. But this particular study showed that those that actually worked before exhaustion with strength training saw greater results than those that went in and lifted to complete and total failure. This, one of the strongest men I ever knew in my life was my grandfather. And he was a machinist at a slaughterhouse for 40 okay, years. There you go. <laughs> so he never did purposeful exercise. He didn't go in, and I can't say never. Like I remember him having a gym set that collected dust uh, in his garage and basement. But he was strong because every day he was showing up and he was using his muscles and I doubt he ever took any particular thing to exhaustion as a matter of fact one of the things he always said if you have to force it it wasn't meant to go Mm. and I like to use that approach now in my coaching that you don't have to come in and force anything that if you just come in consistently you move well you move off and your body's going to respond and you are going to get stronger but the the thing is he committed 40 years of this right and I'm not saying that hey someone needs to do 40 years to get their strongest they may be able to achieve it in eight weeks 12 weeks a year's time but it's just getting in and moving you do have to work don't don't think that hey going in and lifting the same eight pound dumbbells day in and day out you've got to progressively overload you've got to try to do a little bit better a little bit more each time but you don't have to crush yourself like I want you to enjoy let it be a celebration of what your body can do exercise rather than penance for what you've done sure wow I mean look it's it's, this is not rocket science there is a science to it and knowing somebody that has that information that can train you to get there i think is very important and it, but it just boils down to maintain the weight loss you have to exercise you're not going to sit on a couch tipping a pint that's not exercise mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to get out there and actually do something i i'm i'm guilty of this you know it's cold i am not i'm just going to stay in i'm not going out but now we're getting into better weather. Now's the time. You're going to see people coming out of their caves. They're going to be, you're going to see them walking around the block. They're doing something, okay? And now summer's coming. Now they're going to get the, get the bod back in shape. And now's the time to start it. And a lot of people, you'll agree with me this, it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to see a transformation no. in a week. You have to stay with it. Absolutely. And you've got the program to make that happen. I do. Stay healthy. Quit eating the crap. <laughs> Get on the good stuff. Well, that's exactly it. And I want so often to people subtract. When they start a new program, it's about subtraction. I want it to be about addition. I focus early on putting the right foods in rather than let's remove all these things. Because if we remove things and we don't know what to put in, guess what? We're going to go back to what's convenient what's familiar, and what's habit. And actually even going way back to one of your statements about eating late at night, the issue becomes that most people eat poor quality foods at night. So Mm -hmm. it's not the eating foods at night, it's eating these calorically dense, high sugary, high fat foods that are to their detriment. It's Mm -hmm. not, hey, I'm eating after seven and it's like the glass slipper with Cinderella. There's nothing magical about not and there's nothing magical about eating after a certain time. It's just that, does your body need those calories? 
Or maybe do you just need to get your button bet? That's right. Well, sounds like a good spot to close. As I told you, it was going to fly by here on time because we can literally talk. I mean, there's so many uh, aspects of this uh, training that are so important to people. And if you want to get a hold of Adam, you know, it's uh, 2810 Fitness LLC. You can find him on Facebook. You're right here in in Hendersonville. Just go there and get the information. You got a website? I do. 28. It's the number 28. T-E-N-N fitness.com. There you go. That's Adam Lee, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our fitness expert for today. So that's going to wrap up this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be right back with more right after this. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back this Sunday morning to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon, and we have a new guest in the studio, and I want to introduce to you Amanda Spencer. Now, she is the acting director of sales and marketing over at Legacy Village of Hendersonville. Now, they're located over there on East Main at 674 East Main Street, and you you would recognize it, the signs there. They're doing some improvements and renovations and uh, just kind of making this thing look all shiny again. Amanda, welcome to the show. Uh, might as well just kick off and give us a background. So my name is Amanda Spencer, and I am an LPN with um, over 20 years experience in healthcare. Um, 12 years of that in the senior living industry, and my passion is sales and marketing because I get to connect the dots of who they were yesterday versus who they are today, and meet families where they are to walk them through the process of finding that right assisted living community for their loved one. Hendersonville, we we have several facilities here. People just love to come to Hendersonville. You know, retiring, uh, uh, they they either they've left Hendersonville now they're coming back. Parents are aging and things like that. So tell us what a little bit about Legacy, how you came to be here in Hendersonville. Legacy Senior Living is based out of Cleveland, Tennessee, and we purchased Legacy Village of Hendersonville and came on board November 1st of 2021. Okay, so that's pretty new. Yeah, so did you, you I guess with uh, with Legacy, did you purchase this property? I mean, did you buy the, the other folks out or how did that work? Yes, yes, that is exactly how that worked. And we took over on November 1st of 2021. Renovations uh, pretty much started almost immediately. We are doing a million dollar renovation. Wow. So what kind of things are you doing? Uh, fresh paint, um, opening it up, adding new lighting, uh, basically bringing life and light to the community where it was dark. Well, yeah, they gotta have gotta have some light out there. Now, I notice a, a lot of folks like to sit on the front porch. You still gonna have that? Absolutely, gonna have that front porch. Um, it, it's got the new rocking chairs and new new cushions, as well as that white paint on the front yeah that's great and now you're going to be expanding the facility as well so you're adding some more units yes we will be adding 18 units to our harbor which is our secured memory care it will also at that time have its own entrance and exit okay so what are the kind of services do you offer there so you got memory care what what else do you are going to be focusing on Right now, currently, we have assisted living with a secured memory care environment okay. um, for Alzheimer's dementia care patients. Okay. So uh, I guess the residents actually live on property. Yes. Yes. Residents live there. Of course, you can still drive in assisted living. Okay. Do you have my room set up? Absolutely. I need the corner. I got to have a balcony. We have a corner room with a great view. I think you would love it. <laughs> and throw in a hot tub, you got a deal. <laughs> 
Now, I know a lot of people were wondering, and this probably has nothing to do with legacy, but the people might be wondering, what's going on behind you? I know there's a lot of construction going on, but that's a, a, something completely different. Is that correct? Yes, that is not as, that is a new construction of a small subdivision, I believe, with duplexes, is my okay. understanding. All right. Now, your, your property, I guess, if you're looking at the front of the building, your property would extend more to the right side of the building. Yes, that is okay. correct. Okay. And you're going to put 18 units or is this going to be like a like this will a, just be an addition to what we currently okay. have All right. later on we may do something with that side mm-hmm. you know of the property but right now we're focusing on um the addition and then just opening the community up adding the new paint adding life um you know so that the residents you know have a beautiful place to live because they so deserve that mm-hmm. well absolutely if a person has parents let's say uh that are are having issues or that kind of thing and they would they have to be referred by somebody to to come to you is that is that how it works or can they just call and do a tour and you would do an evaluation Absolutely. Um, folks can be referred. Um, they can call themselves and schedule a tour. They can just walk in if they're driving by and, you know, it sparks their interest. You're like, I want to see what, you know, this community is all about because they've watched the renovation. Mm-hmm. Um, we are always open for tours and we welcome that. To move in, residents need to have uh, physician's orders filled out by their primary okay. care physician. Okay. So it, you know, has to be a, a need. Okay. Well, and that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if it had to be you can't just say hey i want a room <laughs> it just doesn't work that way so you have to have a reason to be there how many nurses do you have on on staff there uh, we actually have during the day we have two nurses there one for our assisted living and one for our harbor and then um, after eight we have one nurse in the community mm-hmm. so we always have a licensed practical nurse in the community 24 7. okay and do you have a like a doctor on staff yes we do have a physician on staff that um, sees our residents and of course if you um, still want to see your primary care physician certainly can do that as well okay. and we offer transportation on Tuesdays for appointments. Okay. Pretty obvious question, but why would a person need to come to your facility? Good question to ask. (laughs) Most folks, um, especially over the age of 70, the biggest reason why they go to the emergency room are medication mismanagement and falls. And falls are probably the number one, you know, thing that leads, you know, to a hip fracture. And a lot of times when you have that hip fracture, it just starts that decline for the elderly person. And families are so busy with their own schedule that oftentimes they just don't have time to give mom or dad, you know, that care that they so need. Um, they find they need round-the-clock care, which is not something they can provide in the home. So they look at, you know, places like ours, Legacy Village of Hendersonville. Okay. Now, does insurance come into play of this? Can insurance cover any of this or not? No, insurance doesn't cover. Um, long-term care insurance, if they have a long-term care insurance policy, that will cover. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a benefit um, through the Veterans Administration, aid and attendance benefits. Really? I did not know that. You can get aid and attendance for a married couple, a single veteran, or the widow of a veteran. I did. That's great information. So what is that called again? 
Veterans Aid and Attendance Benefit, and we are actually contracted with Elder Resource Benefits Consulting, that if they choose Legacy Village of Hendersonville, it is a free cost to them. We cover that, and we help them through the process. Wow, I mean, mean, that's amazing, because I know a lot of people have had concerns you know, how they're gonna pay for this. I mean, it's, you know, it's not cheap. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into this and uh, having a patient there, but but having the long-term benefits, because I know we've talked to other uh, folks about having the long-term disability, and, but I think a lot of people don't understand how they get long-term disability. Would they just go to their insurance agent or is it a special place they have to go? Long-term care insurance, um, there's uh, healthcare agents that sell that. They're usually independent. Okay. If they're a licensed independent health insurance agent, oftentimes they often will specialize in that long-term care insurance policy. And that is a cost that you have to pay every month. Um, certainly the younger that you purchase that policy, the less expensive you know, it will be for you, yeah. but it is something that you always will have to pay on, but it will cover about three years um, cost of assisted living. So a question I would have was, is there a cutoff time and when you can no longer get long-term disability or is there, you have to do it before a certain age or you can't do it after a certain age? Long-term care insurance um, is typically, you know, purchased before you need. You can't just, oh, you know, I have an Alzheimer's diagnosis. I probably should go ahead and purchase long-term care insurance. And there is cut off. So you got a plan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and insurance is the thing that, you know, people hate paying for, but it's, you know, something you eventually will need. It's just in case kind of scenario. But I guess you all would offer, I guess, all regular service, the the kitchen, the cafeteria, foods, and things of that nature. We have scheduled meal times, and we do have snacks available okay. on hand. We do have sandwiches prepared um, in the kitchen. Residents just have to ask for those. And we always have menu items that are always available. So for say you don't like what we're having for lunch or for dinner, you want something different. Um, we always have menu items available such as chicken tenders, a hamburger, a chef salad, fruit and cottage cheese, baked potato, a loaded baked potato. So we have those items on hand so that if you don't like something, then you can either substitute or have something different altogether. So no Starbucks in there. You don't have a Starbucks counter? <laughs> we do have coffee, but no Starbucks. <laughs> no Starbucks. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> people, I guess that they're they're living there twenty four hours a day, and they, of course, the the people can visit. Their relatives can visit at, at at any time. Absolutely, we do like for them to check in and check their temperature, but absolutely, they mm-hmm. can visit any time. So there's no it's full transparency. The siblings of the parent that might be on facility there uh, can gain access to all information at any time. Can just pop in to to take a visit at any time as well. Good. Well, that's I think people like to hear that. <laughs> yes, yes, we like to have visitors come in. Yeah, well, that's great. So, what are some of the the problems that you've had getting this established here? Any hurdles you had to jump through, or problems that uh, made this more difficult? Just getting our name out there, you know, kind of who we are and what we do and what our, you know, mission is. Right. Well, and doing things like this is help ed- educating the public on, on your facility. So, that, I mean, that's always good. And uh, But there are things when you're, when you're getting started with a new community and learning the community. And uh, I think it's, it's important that people get to know you 
so it's great you're getting out in the community you're with the chamber your 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 face is being seen and and letting everybody know what's going on with this uh, brand new facility so we're so glad to have you here well thank you so much it's good to be here yeah you know we were talking earlier about some of the renovations and you know just purdying things up over there when do you expect all these renovations to be complete we anticipate for it to be completed uh, late summer early fall of, of this year 2022 yes. okay all right. If you're looking for a facility, maybe this is a place to go. Uh, we've been talking with Amanda Spencer. Now, she's the acting director of sales and marketing over at Legacy Village there uh, of Hendersonville, located on 674 East Main Street. And you, you can't miss it. We want you to check them out, get information. They do have a website that's uh, LegacyHendersonville.net, and you can get a lot of information. And we're going to talk more with Amanda when we come back right after these words, right here on Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlight. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation. Now, we've been speaking with Amanda Spencer. Now, she's the acting director of sales and marketing over at Legacy Village here in Hendersonville. And they're down there on East Main Street. Uh, you can't miss it. Um, they do have a Facebook page. So what would they just search uh, Legacy Village Hendersonville? Well, that's good. So you can always keep up to date uh, on Facebook and on their website at LegacyHendersonville.net. Recently, you've taken over the facility. So you're making a lot of renovations and uh, getting everything spiced up and back Back new again, uh, which I'm sure the residents appreciate. So I, you have to keep them busy. Yes. <laughs> so you have to have a lot of events coming up. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go over what those are. Let everybody know. March 22nd from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. We have meet and greet our leadership team. March 29th from 6 to 6.30 p.m. We have Elder Law 101 with Tegas McGinnis. Attorney Chris Johnson will be presenting. April 15th, on Good Friday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., we're hosting an extravaganza with an Easter egg hunt. So come join us. Okay. So you have a bunny? We might. You'll really? have to come and see. I might. That's going to be good. Take video. That's going to be fun. <laughs> well, and, and again, you, you have to keep things going you know, for people and you, you want them active. You don't want them just to be, you know, becoming a slug sitting around doing nothing. So you, the more the body stays active, the, the better they're going to be. So you offer, you offer exercise programs. You have a, any of that going on? Yes, we do. We offer chair exercise and we also have legacy health services. Um, that's who we have in house that does our um, physical therapy as well as occupational therapy for our residents. Mm-hmm. And Chris Chodo with Legacy Health Services, he does uh, chair exercise with our residents once or twice a week, and then our activity directors, um, they participate in that as well with our residents. Okay. Um, well, I, and I think that is so very important, and, and I guess the, the residents can elect to participate or not. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, that's good. So you were telling me earlier, I thought it was interesting, what, what is that tagline again? <laughs> If you haven't seen us lately, then you haven't seen us at all. Come see me today at Legacy Village of Hendersonville. See, there you go. Well, that's kind of catchy. Sound like a song. So I want you to write a song next time I see you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I do see that I guess you have a, a chaplain on a board as well. Yes, we are faith-based, and we offer benevolent services. We have a chaplain, part-time, Eric Jackson, okay. Pastor Eric Jackson. And so with the, the facility on a day-to-day basis, let's just kind of run through a particular resident. What would be kind of a, a day for them? We try to have a purposeful day. You know, when we get up, we have that reason and purpose to start our day. So we want our residents to have an activity program that gives them that back, that they stay busy and active so that they're on that schedule so that they're able to have that socialization. They're able to have those activities that engage their brain so that if they have an Alzheimer's or dementia diagnosis, it delays that progression. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you got to keep the brain working as well. Yes, yeah. that is correct. So then, so they get up in the morning. Now, do they, if they if they need services like you know help bathing or getting dressed, you you all have that available as well. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay. We always have um, care staff members, team members, you know, ready and available to assist the residents certainly with those needs that can always vary from day to day sure. and everybody's different too so yes. all right so they get up do they come to a certain place to eat or is the food brought to their rooms or i guess it again it depends on the person we prefer our residents to come out of their apartment and because they need that socialization piece that's really key mm-hmm. but if they choose to eat in their room certainly that's always an option but we strongly encourage all of our residents to eat in the dining room with right. other residents so you have those those people that are the grumpy people. Oh, here comes grumpy. There's you know, a couple of shows on where they have those those people, and you got all the different personalities. And when we get older, like myself, you know, you you start taking on certain characteristics and personalities that are different. <laughs> so I guess you run across all kinds in there. Yes, and our <laughs> our staff members they're trained. Um, our team members are trained on approach. And I have to say that if they may be grumpy for just a moment, but <laughs> yeah. oftentimes when you smile, you get a smile back. Yeah, no, so sure. So it can change the tone. Yeah, no, that's great. If they have like a, a morning activities and then you have, you know, you have lunchtime, then you have afternoon uh, kind of activities going on as well. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, there's lots of things to do, I guess. But, uh, you know, the hard part, uh, do you have like a, um, I don't know what they call it, an event coordinator or somebody that keeps track of all of those things, keep everybody busy? Yes, we have two life enrichment directors, uh, one for our harbor, which is what we call our memory care, and one for our assisted living. So they're tasked with coming up with, with things for them to do. So they, Yes, they yeah. plan events, um, jewelry making, oh, okay. going to Walmart. Because you, you guys have a, a bus, do you? Yes, Okay. we have a bus and a van. Now, what if they wanted to go to their church? Uh, are they able to do that? We have church service on site. Okay. We also live stream. So a lot of it's just based on their preference. Okay. Um, some residents, they want to come out. They want that church service. Pastor Eric Jackson comes out, and he has prayer and a little service through the week. Now, what kind of do, – do you cover the different denominations? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. All right. So That's they, why I said it's always, um, you know, resident preference. So now do we have – set up a like a certain routine that everybody everybody has to follow so you get up at this time and you go to bed at this time no you know nothing structured like that it's structured but again you know it, it all goes back to you know resident rights 
if they want to stay up until 1 or 2 a.m., certainly they can. Now, breakfast is at a certain hour. They may prefer to have, if they stay up late, they may prefer to have that breakfast in their apartment. And that's something that our our team members know, and they'll bring that, you know, to their apartment. um, And then they'll come out for lunch and dinner. Okay. What about movies? Everybody likes to watch movies. Do you have like a movie night or they have like a community television area? Yes, we do. We'll do movie and a popcorn. Oh, look out. (laughs) Movie and popcorn. (laughs) And of course that changes all the time, I guess. And well, you've been, you've been doing this for a while. And what is the, what do you think would be uh, the one thing that I guess that you would have learned uh, along your journey here? The one thing that I have learned um, was probably, especially through COVID was how important family is to the resident. Mm -hmm. Family is important to them. Um, They look for that hug. They look for that smiling face from their grandchildren. And when they went through that period of time that they couldn't see that, the resident declined. So they need that touch and they need that family unit. What about their fur babies? (laughs) They love animals. They love animals, plants, and children. Well, I've seen some places where they have animal therapy. They, the, the, the animals come in and they're actually therapy for these folks. Yes, we do have um, animals that come in. We have uh, residents that have family members that have pets and they'll bring them to visit. Okay. I have also brought uh, my own pet. I have a little Yorkie named Mia and I have brought her to the community and the residents, they love her whenever she comes to visit. Oh, that's great. No, I think the, the animals are so important. I yes, mean, they are. Because it really is kind of like their children. I mean, that's yes, what they become, is. you know. I've got a little Yorkie myself. He's Prince Theodore. We, call him, we call him Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> and we got him when he was 32 ounces. Oh, my goodness. He was like you can put him in the palm of your hand, you know. Now he's Yorkies. He's a little Yorkie, so he's a cutie. Aww. <laughs> Well, it's exciting that uh, you know that you guys took over the facility and you're brightening it up, you're you're improving it, you're renovating, uh, which I'm sure the residents uh, really love that. And I see a, a long life right there. And you know, with the the Hendersonville the way it is and the way it's growing, there's just you know, I guess no end. You know what can be done here in Hendersonville, and with your specialty the way it is, it's it's going to be a competing facility. Yes, it is. And that's that's really what you want. And with the things, the services you offer, and how important it is to, for these residents, and you have to do a lot of work. I mean, it's not something that you just wake up and it runs it runs itself. You know what I mean? But what are your your hopes for the future here? Um, and how long do you think that you'll be in this facility? I do plan to be here for a while. Um, I do foresee there to be you know more to come and just stay tuned to see what we do that's right well the great things are going to happen so well amanda spencer well i appreciate you coming in you know chatting with us and letting us know about this because i know people saw the change happening (laughs) along there and i i wondered myself and then of course i had a chance to meet you at one of the chamber events and i thought it'd be a great topic to come in and and discuss and let everybody know what's going on so uh you can you can find you on facebook because everybody loves being on there so just check there for legacy hendersonville I guess that's what you would search for. Legacy Village of Hendersonville. That's right. I was just testing you. And also LegacyHendersonville.net is the website. You can check that out. So a lot of activity going on. A great facility right here in Hendersonville. So Amanda Spencer, thanks so much for joining us. And we appreciate it. 
thank you for having me. Great. And don't forget, if you haven't seen us lately, then you haven't seen us at all. Come see me today at Legacy Village of Hendersonville. Great close. We appreciate it. <laughs> Good cue. I love it. Uh, so, all right. So that's going to wrap up another edition here of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon. We'll see you next week. You have a great week. Join us again for Sumner County Spotlight. So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.